Good morning, church. Great to be able to share with you. We are looking at the beginning of 2021 at this theme of resetting. I remember growing up in the 80s. Yes, the 80s, way back in the 80s, where we didn't have uh, we didn't have Xbox, we didn't have Playstations. We had Commodore 64. We had Spectrum. Give me a shout out on the chat if you remember Spectrum ZX. And to reset a game was a whole process. It wasn't like a touch of a button. You had to reload the game, and it would take a long time to actually get you back to the menu to be able to jump into the game again. Well, here we are at the beginning of this new year. There's nothing magical about a new year, but God does set our lives in rhythms and patterns and gives us opportunities to say, we're going to do this year differently. Maybe there are things that you saw from 2020 where you know that you stumbled and you don't want to make that same mistake in this year. We get the opportunity right now to reset, to reset our hope, to reset our faith, to reset our view and our vision towards the God who promises that he has a plan and a future for you and a plan and a future for me. So we're going to look today at the story of Ruth. It's found in the Old Testament right after the book of Judges, right before 1 Samuel. I'd encourage you to read it. You could probably Probably read it in about half an hour. Check out the Bible Project video for this book. It gives you a beautiful background to what's going on in the story. But essentially, this is a story that begins in what the Bible says right at the beginning. It says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Marlon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. So it starts off with this time where it says in the days of the judges. The days of the judges were marked by anarchy in the land. Basically, it was a time where uh, there's this scripture, that go, this refrain that goes throughout the book that says the people did whatever was right in their sight. God raised up leaders from time to time during this moment. But basically, it was a dark, dark time within Israel. And the Bible says that there is famine in the land. Now, let me just geek out on names for a little bit with you. They live in a place called Bethlehem. Bethlehem, Beit Lechem in Hebrew means the bakery, the house of bread. Bethlehem was called that because it was the most fertile land. And so the huge irony is that in this land of fertility, there is famine. There is no bread in the house of bread. And so Elimelech, whose name means God is my king, decides to go and look somewhere else for his sustenance. And isn't it so often the way when we feel like God is distant or when we feel like we're not getting our our sustenance from him, we go and we look in all of the wrong places. And so Elimelech goes to Moab, which is the direct opposite direction to the land of Israel. He would have crossed over the Jordan River in the wrong direction and walked through the Judean wilderness, again retracing the steps of Israel, going and looking where he was never supposed to go and look. And isn't it so often the way that we look for temporary saviors? We, we, we think, we'll do, and, and it uses this term sojourn, which means I'm going to go for a while and then come back again. And yet they end up stuck in the land of Moab, in the land of their ancestors for 10 years. Isn't it so true? Sometimes we think I just, you know, I get a little bit of this because it will make me feel better in the moment, whether that's a bit of retail therapy or whether that's drinking a little bit too much, whether it's visiting those websites, you know, you shouldn't visit. Whatever it is, those those temporary false saviors that promise so much and, and, and yet actually give us so little. 
So often we play around with those things and then we end up getting stuck. And there they were, they were stuck in that moment. And they take their children, Marlon and Killian, which means sickness and means pining. And they named their children after their circumstances instead of after the God who promised them so much more. And so often, you know, when we run from our external circumstances, the problem is we cannot escape ourselves and we take our issues with us. And they took their issues with them into the promised land and it ended in death and in tragedy and it ended in hopelessness. And yet the beauty of the book of Ruth is that God is going to take this circumstance and bring it full circle. So where they begin with death and where they begin with tragedy, at the end of this story, there is going to be joy, there is going to be life, there is going to be marriage. And so the wives of Kilion and Marlon, Ruth and Orpah, Ruth decides to return to the land of Israel. They hear a rumor. They hear that there is bread in the bakery again. They hear that God is on the move in the land of Israel. And they don't just sit there in their pity and wallow in, in that sense of hopelessness. No, they take action and they go back. The Hebrew word is the word teshuva. It's where we get the word repentance from. It's where we get this idea to go back. It's a homecoming. And how many of you at the beginning of 2021 are hearing the voice of God saying, come home, come home. There is bread in the house of bread. I've got something amazing for you. And so they go back and to cut a long story short, Ruth meets with uh, their kinsman redeemer, Boaz, and they end up getting married. And at the end of, of Ruth um, chapter one, Naomi says this when she arrives in Bethlehem. The ladies come out and they say to Naomi, they, 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 they call her blessed. And Naomi says in verse 20, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasantness. She says, call me Mara, which means Bitterness, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but I've come back empty. Now, I wonder if God was right there alongside Naomi saying, no, Naomi, Naomi, hold on. Don't give up, Naomi. You are only in chapter one. There is a whole beautiful story that I am about to write. I'm sure Naomi thought that this was the conclusion of a difficult life. And it goes like, no, 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 Naomi, you just wait. You just wait and see what I am about to do. And God turns the whole situation around. And the book ends in chapter four with Naomi holding a baby in her arms. Ruth and Boaz give birth to this child called Obed, who then would grow up to give birth to a child called Jesse, who would grow up to give birth to a child called David, who would become the most renowned king in Israel's history and ultimately the ancestor ancestor of Jesus the Messiah. Jesus was born in Bethlehem because of Ruth and Boaz. You may be looking at the dark clouds of, of 2020 and thinking there is no hope. Don't call me pleasantness, call me bitterness. But God's saying you're just in chapter one. There is a glorious, incredible view on the horizon, which I am about to write an epic story in your life. Don't give up. Don't let go of my promises. As we step into 2021, as you reset, as we run after God in this new year, listen to the voice of your father saying, I have not forgotten your name. I have called you for a purpose. I have destiny written all over you. So lift up your head, look to the horizon and rejoice because I'm on the move. God bless you.